0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. Hump day today for your Rush Hour ride home, April 26, 2023. I'm heading to Boston tonight. I'll be in New England for my birthday. uh, Celebrating my 21st birthday for the 17th year straight. It's going to be a party. In the meantime, I've got Bachelor News, Love is Blind News, and other dramatic storylines all in one place. Today, this afternoon, on Bachelor Rush Hour. I saw a war breaking out in Florida Disney sues Florida Governor Ron DeSantis For political retaliation Says it's threatening their business Can we get Mickey on the stand? Oh no <laughs> A lawsuit uh, Oh boy uh, It's going to be an interesting one over there in Florida I don't know Maybe maybe don't pick a fight with Disney They're pretty powerful aren't they? Uh, what do I know? They've got wizards They've got princesses they got it all Oh, fantastic. So we'll have to see how that goes. And in the other litigious news, we have Kim Kardashian saying, you know, I'd give up reality TV to be a full-time lawyer. As we mentioned the other day, we have Kim Kardashian out there uh, doing more work for good than a lot of people know. You know, we look at Kim as, oh, she's only famous because of X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, regardless of how she got to where she is, she's saving lives. That's right, she's exposing the corrupt prison complex that we have and helping get people off of death row. Here's what she had to say about becoming a full-time lawyer.
1: Would you ever consider a life without the cameras? Yeah, absolutely. I I do feel like I have a, um, there's a lot that's always on TV and a lot that's always out there, but I think my friends and my family know we really cherish a lot of our private times and, Mm -hmm. um, I would be just as happy being an attorney full-time and doing that. Um, The journey just really opened up my eyes to so much that I just, it gets overwhelming because there's so much to be done. And I just, um, you know, I brought my sister Chloe to a prison for the first time last week, and that was really eye-opening for her. And I just, um, I would totally spend more time doing that. Cameras, no cameras. You've talked about Alice's, um, your experience with Alice, saying that you were meant to be on this journey together. You're pretty close to becoming a lawyer. How close? I, I'm probably going to take the bar February 25. You passed so ta- the baby bar, which is harder. Yeah, so the baby bar has like a 16% pass rate. Wow. I mean, it took me a few
2: tries. You know.
0: Okay, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, don't judge a book by, a cover, by its cover. You know, and a lot of people will discount Kim because she's got that Valley vocal fry. But um, she's got the lineage. Robert George Kardashian was an American attorney and businessman. He gained recognition as O.J. Simpson's friend and defense attorney during Simpson's 1995 murder trial. He has four children with his first wife, Chris Kardashian, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, and Rob, and, of course, uh, they were all, they've all become super famous. He has passed away, right? When did he die? What's his? He died in um, 2003, so a long time ago. But either way, Kim's, she's doing the work, folks. No complaints there. Using her equity, her power, her notoriety to help save lives in a corrupt uh, prison system. And it is corrupt, folks. We have more people in prison than like all the other first world countries combined. Don't check my facts on that. But either way, it's ridiculous and we need to address that. There are people making money. We literally have prison slave labor out there and it's expensive and you know, anyway. I digress, but we can go support her for that. And welcome to New York. Aaron Rodgers arrives at New York Jets facility. This is not a good look for my New England Patriots having to face Aaron Rodgers within the division. He of course left the uh, uh uh, Green Bay, uh, what are they, the Packers? Yeah, and uh, now he's going to be in the Meadowlands. So interesting stories going on there. All right, you want Bachelor news? Let's get into it. Here's what Gabby, former Bachelorette, had to say about dating Vinny while she was on Dancing with the Stars. I agree. agree. Um, whatever happened with you and Vinny? Was that a thing?
3: Um, it was, like, kind of a thing. And then, like, now I I don't know. We're still talking. We came on tour. Um oh, yeah. Yeah, for, like, a week, and we had a ton of fun together, and he is just, like, a good friend. He gets it, you know? Yeah. Like, he spent his life on reality TV. He's really smart. Mm -hmm. He's really funny. Yeah. Um, He's, like, hot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's all the things.
3: Yeah. Well, then why is that not a thing? I don't know. We do chat all the time. Like, he was, like, sliding into my DMs the other day, and I'm, like... We're like past that. I'm like, are you flirting with me? Yeah, just say it. And he's like, um, yeah. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> and I was like, just tell me, you like me. And he was like, I like you. Aw, that's oh, cute. That's really I sweet. know it's cute, but um, it's like he he has a busy schedule. He's like always filming with Jersey Shore and has some other exciting things coming up. Yeah. Um, and same, he like hates L. A. Does he? <laughs> he hates L. A. Where? Oh, he lives in New York. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. So I'm like yeah. always trying to get him out. I'm like never say never. No. Ever. And- I could see you two dating for sure. And your flirty vibes, like on the show and off the show and on social media I was like, yeah, I'm
2: rooting for this.
0: I love Jersey sure. but don't they all just cheat on each other? I don't know. I don't know if there'd be too much trust you could build dating a Vinny. Well, what, maybe he's learned his lesson. I don't know. Um, and in other news we've got this uh, YouTube video up. I'm just going to read the spark notes for you. Love is Blinds. Natalie and Deepty support Nick and Vanessa Lachey amid hosting backlash. There's 42 plus thousand signatures to remove Nick and Vanessa Lachey and they, they kind of are torn. They enjoy them as mentors, my thought is this. Maybe just remove Vanessa as the main um, I don't know, host, you know, I'm trying to think of how you could keep her. You're like, well, let's not fire her as host. Let's just have her not do her job. You know, it's like, yeah, her, their job is so simple. And um, she definitely isn't good at it uh, as far as people who watch the show are concerned. I hope they stay It more more mess than, uh, you know, better for me. But either way, that's that story. You can go catch that full YouTube video. Now, I've got a featured clip to share with you it's on youtube it's blowing up it is nick vile responding to a lot of the love is blind drama saying hey they pretty much are asking for it and there's a lot to get into we're going to share this full story with you right after a break for our sponsors all right so if you're not caught up with this story nick uh essentially thinks that the main reason why Love is Blind alumni are speaking out about the production company is because they want fame and feel entitled to it. But rather than sum up what he says, let's just listen to it. This is the bulk of my hit YouTube video that's crushing it right now. And this is, this is what I love about YouTube and this is what I love about having the ability to podcast and long-form content is you can expose bad takes. And it's nothing against Nick as a person. It's just a bad take. If this were an Amazon um, uh, company where the employees are trying to unionize, he would be siding with, uh, Jeff Bezos. What Jeff's providing all these work for these employees. They should be happy to pee in bottles because they don't have enough shifts and not make enough money. You know what I mean? That's how I took it. But I want you guys to listen for yourself. This is the lead story of the week. This is the biggest conversation that uh, is is, is shining light on the issues uh, in the protecting possibly of the production company versus, you know, basic human rights. We're looking for basic human rights, folks. We're not demanding that the fridge is stocked with sunny D, you know, just just enough water is what people are looking for and some sleep game of roses podcast shared this clip i'll play it for you but then we're going to play the full clip here i don't want to just click bait and only play one part we'll play the full clip so here.
4: Is blind. I just think it's a bit eye rolly when you have a bunch of cats. I'll
3: tell you what's eye rolling is about
4: eighteen months later <laughs> when they're when their star dims and the only attention they can get is to start complaining about the show.
0: So he says it's eye rolly that uh, it, you know, it's not till after they've been on the show and lost all of the fame that comes with the show that they start complaining about it. My take is that, that that might in part be true, but it's probably more complicated. And I think Nick should look into this as a, you know, uh, as a guy who's tr- trying to get into therapy, like really dive deep. Why are they coming out several years or 18 months later? Probably because they've had time to process and realize that they are actually are the victim of, uh, and, and have received a lot of the collateral damage of a show that's profiting greatly, you know, profiting greatly. They're making a fortune with this show. The producers are. So Game of Roses says, you have the ability to say no, but for real, this is why we have to fight for what's right alongside the UCAN Foundation because production is already sending their puppets out to spew their propaganda. I know he's doing this to get a reaction. You got me, Nick, but this kind of talk can be dangerous because being a victim of psychological manipulation isn't attention-seeking and sometimes it takes people who have been severely traumatized more than 18 months to speak out. You know better than to talk like this, Nick. Even Bachelor data who you know god bless bachelor data she's all about the numbers she doesn't really give too much of an opinion um which which uh you know she lets the numbers speak for themselves says and this guy is working on becoming a therapist yikes And even Jeremy Hartwell, the man with the lawsuit and founder of UCAN, says there's a clear conflict of interest here. Again, as Nick Thompson and I stated, we're not judging anyone who chooses to maximize their income by staying tight with a production company. Again, it's a rational uh, decision, although I would say driven by a perverse incentive. I just wish he had chosen to stay silent on the topic rather than make statements he knows to be false. Nick Thompson. Come on, Nick. You know better. I know you do. Let's listen to the full conversation. It starts with their talking about Zach looking for fame because Zach accused Irina of looking for fame.
4: And turn off your Instagram. If you you don't get to accuse someone of being there for fame if you have social media active and you're posting, that's it. I love that. If you're off the grid social media, if you have no social media follower, accuse away. But if you are out there making TikToks and plugging your Instagram, and I don't care if it's for good. I don't care if it's... You have all these foundations and you're giving all the money away. You still like the attention because a lot of people. Well,
0: I mean, that's that's like one of the that's like saying every decision you make is self-serving. Yeah, we're all selfish people. Everything we do is in one way to benefit ourselves. Even if we give someone else gifts, we like the dopamine feeling. So I throw out Nick's um a generalization here that everyone is in it for fame. Yes. Fame is a part of survival in this world we live in. So everybody who's doing everything is for self-preservation. And when it comes to reality TV, that means building equity in your brand and things like that. It's what you do with that fame that matters.
4: People do fundraisers because it makes them feel good about themselves. Like, and I'm not here to judge, pop off and get your bag. But like, I'm not here to judge. Let's watch the next 10 minutes. Stop being so fucking self-righteous when it serves you the best. And it's just like, listen, the uh, the, the, the lawsuit, I will, like the $50,000. 000... And by
0: the way, Jeremy Hartwell only has a couple thousand Instagram followers. So he's... Uh, I know guys that run taco stands with a bigger following. Respectfully, Jeremy. But to prove the point, it's not just about fame here. Um, It's about doing what's right. And if it takes a famous person to lead that charge, you're going to have to deal with the smears of people saying, you're doing this for the wrong reasons. But uh, so far, I think the lawsuit and the foundation, UCAN Foundation, is already doing more good than a lot of alumni have ever done with regards to human condition uh, and in uh, and, uh, creating a better work environment, it is a work environment.
4: Or to quit, I think is weird and interesting. I do think this blanket statement. If you know, because when you when you go on the Bachelor, the psych test they take. I mean, I swear it's like this all right so he
0: goes through it and i'm not going to repeat this part he just says there's basically a lot of questions that are asked about whether or not you're suicidal or have been in the past and they would never bring anyone onto the show who uh who has admitted to being suicidal uh and of course we know that danielle from season two i believe said she actually had talked to them in the past about having thoughts of self-harm and things like that and they still had her on the show
4: did you ever consider suicide you know it's just like no They answer a lot of questions about suicide. So obviously these are intense atmospheres. They are psychological warfare. That is true.
0: And I- so he admits that there is psychological warfare, the, which, of course, I think a reality TV show can exist without psychological warfare. I'm going to get into the rest of what Nick said here, but I do want to show two clips of an interview I did yesterday. This will be airing on Friday uh, with Dr. Isabel Morley. Uh, here's a couple clips that will be put on social media. When you get into the conversation of why did you sign up for it? These are the types of responses we're looking for.
2: And then as more and more has come out about how they're treated and the impact, people are feeling braver and braver to say, like, this was terrible. What I went through was awful. I need help. But, you know, these shows, Love Us Blind, no matter what they claim, they don't pay for therapy. They don't cover any of that support. So some people are just left in the lurch with it.
0: Okay. And then one more clip here. You'll see people, you know, after they ask, well, why'd you sign up for it? They'll say, well, they shouldn't be casting people with mental health issues in the first place. And I think a lot of people don't have the issues or at least aren't exposed to them until they're put into this crazy situation.
2: Yeah, exactly. I I did a whole reel on this too, because my first point is just because you have a mental health issue doesn't mean you're like not allowed to do things, Right. Um, right? You're like allowed to get a good job. You're allowed to go do fun, new experiences, even if you have anxiety, that's a piece of it. But yeah, most people say they were in a really good place and then the show pushed them past their mental limits and broke them down to the point where they were in a terrible mental space. So even if they have a history of it, like these shows were pretty, I won't say intentionally, but effectively tear people apart psychologically and then do nothing to put them back together.
0: And so Nick speaks a lot about his experience on the bachelor and the bachelor is, is a much more, more, it's a, it's a longer running show. It might have more ethical practices, believe it or not, but it becomes dangerous for him, especially with his gigantic platforms, very, very popular podcast, but it becomes dangerous for him to think that because he knows his experience that others had the same and that's just not true that's not how the world works
4: i don't think i mean blanket statement i think it's crazy for any of these production companies to cast someone who has ever said that they thought about or considered suicide i mean i i would i would take that
0: you think blake horstman was suicidal before and not to say he was after but it's not one versus the other it there there isn't this this false dichotomy like well either either you're suicidal or you're not there's everyone's got mental health issues and this show throws gasoline on them it's a show about finding love in a uh, on in an ikea showroom. you know what i mean doesn't need all this
4: stand if if anyone is has come forward and said hey i I once was suicidal i struggled with like some pretty dark mental health i don't think they're fit for reality tv but anyone else who goes on there i just think these are tough atmospheres and then there's just a lot of complaining when when the producers move on to next season and they stop taking calls and they stop giving the attention to the previous cast they feel slighted they feel used and i get it to a certain extent but it goes both ways as you've heard me say before and I just think it's a bit eye-rolly when you have a bunch of casts from previous seasons about 18 months later when they're, when they're star dims and the only attention they can get is to start complaining about the show. And those are the only videos that they post that go viral. I think it's just a little eye-rolly. I don't know.
0: Do you think because I, hear- I think they go viral because they're exposing a condition that nobody knew existed. Now let's watch, and it's a very difficult situation for Nick's producers here to have a different opinion because you know he's the boss. He's literally, and again, I don't think he would fire them for having a different opinion, but he's in control of their health. You know, he pays for the health care, which we give him a ton of credit for. You know, for for his company that he got has their health care. So their their response is contingent on their own self preservation, but they do a good job. Here, you
3: hundred percent with the conditions, especially you know like feeding them alcohol, like putting in them like in psychological isolation. So much of that contributes to the environment. And there's definitely a conversation to be had about the ethics of that. But it's like, that's how the sausage is made. You like it or you don't with reality TV with payment. And
0: you like it or you don't. And that's dangerous. Unions, it's like saying, well, Starbucks employees aren't treated well. Well, you like it or you don't. No, they flip in unionized. Some, well, some of them did. Amazon workers unionize, get together, team up. Demand better. And to me, it feels so simple
3: to just pay people for their time. Like on film sets, if you miss
0: a meal. So be brilliant point just pay them for their time at the very least you can deal with the mental health issues but at least pay them adequately you know what we know is they're paid a lump sum but a thousand bucks in today's world the, the, that you know when you're when you're working 10 15 hour days that's not much money guys I know you might say well you know I don't make that much and that's a that's an issue you need to take up with your employer or find or or find a company that values you because yeah it's not that much for what they have to deal with because they don't get the residuals so they deal with the residual uh sort of like uh issues but they only got paid up front take taxes out that 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 check was cashed years ago there's a meal fine like there's all of these other
4: they're not these are for the most part talentless people
0: okay the clip's not over we'll play some more after this quick commercial break when it
4: comes to entertainment
0: they are you know also it's the talent and I've made a similar point that Nick's making here, that they're talentless people. They don't have the skill set that other people would have, but the talent or entertainment is being derived from them. It's being sucked out of their character. So that they do bring a talent by showing up. And Nick knows that these shows plenty of times have to reshoot scenes where they're doing line reads and things like that. So to say that they don't have talent... In this in this respect isn't true because the talent is the commodifying of the damage that's being done to them, really.
4: Like they might have I'm sure they have a lots of talent in other areas, <laughs> but they're not comedians or writers or actors or singers or performers. They are talentless people when it comes to entertainment.
0: In SAG, the minimum wage for a actor is about $900 a day, uh, but that's for the first eight hours. Then you get paid time and a half for the next two hours and then double time at 12 hours. And at the 16th hour, if they do work a long day, you get what's called golden pay, which means you get paid your full day rate every hour. This is to protect the actor from not having abusive work conditions. So you don't get paid that much every day. Plus you have all the days where you're not paid. you know. But if I have to go to a wardrobe fitting, you have to pay me a quarter day's pay. If it starts raining outside and I get wet, which could lead me to get sick you have to pay me an extra 10 or 15 percent on top of that if someone's smoking that's unhealthy for me i get paid more all of these factors have been negotiated into the screen actors guild because of having been put into terrible work conditions and i've been on set before where that there, where there's smoke happening or content or or the actors haven't been put on break and there's hundreds of people in a tight room in a set all not wanting to speak up all not wanting to because if you speak up and the production gets back to the casting hey this guy timmy's been speaking up about the bad work conditions he might not get inv- invited back the next day And it might not be uh, uh, a big news. So it's not all just Bradley Coopers making millions of dollars. These are employee, employer issues worth addressing. And the
4: only thing they bring to the table is their willingness to just be their truest self on camera. They go on these shows and they get this attention and that, you know, their their audience is like, you're amazing, you're so funny. And they they start drinking the Kool-Aid. And then they expect agents and managers to come out of the woodwork and they expect all these opportunities and brand deals. And it's a super competitive environment. And when it doesn't play out the way they expect, they get mad and frustrated and they start pointing fingers as to why things didn't work out the way they expected or they thought they should. But so many of these people aren't willing to do the work. They don't go and start taking acting classes and and when they start taking acting classes, they realize that that could be a four or five year process or six or seven year process as opposed to like, oh, I took one class. And I'm expecting to get booked for gigs and jobs. There's there's that mindset with so many of these people. Is
0: that this is so all over the place. I, and there's a I, I think this is the proper use of the word projecting, but I think he's projecting his plight where he wanted to get into acting. We're not I don't, this isn't an issue about the reality TV to actor pipeline, which virtually doesn't exist. You don't see that too often. The issue is future seasons on a show that's making a ton of money. That's one of the most popular dating shows in the world. Future seasons. Let's clean it up and get these employees rights.
4: A common thing, a theme you've noticed, like they want to go be um, like, I guess on camera more.
0: It's sure. It's it's not a theme that they want to become actors. Some do. Sure. I mean, like when
4: you go on these shows, right? You get this this immediate notoriety. You yeah. get this following, and and I felt that too. It's just like you're like you want to do something with it. You're yeah. like, well, what should I do? You have every one of your f- siblings and friends from back home are all like throwing you all these ideas of what you should be able to do now, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of drink their Kool-Aid and then, you know, but are they willing to do the work?
0: Okay, so let's look at it from the other point of view. He's saying that that people get fame and fortune from going on the show. The show, Bachelor and Love is Blind, has told contestants, this has been, you know, completely verified by plenty of people, hey, if you come on the show, you will get a big following. You will be able to turn it into these opportunities. They dangle in this late-stage capitalistic world where people aren't making as much money. You know, my generation, millennials, are the least-making generation, relatively speaking. Boomers are worth 10 times more than millennials because they were able to buy homes before the uh, market exploded. And uh, millennials actually are, you, you might argue this out there, they're, they're very hard-working people. But the world hasn't really worked for us. There's no, like, having a, a, a career job at Sears where you get to provide for your family. It's a tough life out there. And so the producers dang this thing that they have this gatekeeping thing will give you fame and fortune and people go all right, I guess okay that's don't blame the people that show up for that create an environment that says hey as alumni we all hold hands in solidarity we stick together and we say pay these employees more Uh, pay them a livable wage maybe cover their health insurance for two years maybe give them um, a therapist for five years like take care of these people in a human way not fame or fortune, not get them out there so they can become the next TV star. We're talking about humanity and what's supposed to be the greatest country in the world. And we're not living up to it. We're siding with the bosses.
4: Any of them are not willing to do the work. And when the, again, when the tension starts going away... They get super frustrated and then like manipulation on the show. Yes, that happens, but it's not that hard to manipulate these people because the producers know they all want to be famous.
0: And there you have it, folks. Just an absolutely moronic take. I've read your comments on the YouTube, and some people said, "Well, I kind of agree what he's, with what he's saying," and, and I just don't. I just don't get it. I feel like we're all trained to side with the employer. Yes, people will want to rush to become famous, but like I illustrated, it's because we live in a world where there aren't aren't many options uh to to thrive in so that's why it's very hunger games style out there it's eat or be eaten and it seems like nick's siding with the people causing the destruction the gatekeepers the production companies no surprises there um you know but uh very wild stuff all right well that's gonna do it for me i'm flying back east i've got uh i've got uh, bachelor rush hour Uh, podcast for you the next couple days. I have some fantastic interviews lined up that you're going to absolutely love. So make sure you're subscribed, following, share with your friends, hit the review button, uh, leave us a nice rating, all those types of things. They help support the channel and keep it growing. If you do want to donate, you can go to the LinkedIn, I'm sorry, the link tree that I have in the description. There's Venmo and Patreon if you want to put some bread in the tip jar. But until tomorrow, this is it for me. I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour.